It's the Early Access Podcast, episode number 37. It is July 7th, 2020. I'm your host, Nikki. Kuehler is here also after last week's um, absolutely insane episode. Uh, we have one that isn't going to be as painful this week. Actually, first off, just to kind of follow up from what we were talking about last week, uh, my friend Bunny, who was outed for sexual assault uh, on Twitter and admitted to it, I just want to tackle this really quick because it extends from last week. Posted uh, another follow-up message. And this really, I feel like streamers aren't very good at PR. That's really one of our weakest points. And he posted a twit longer um, that really, really tilted people. Um, It literally was titled, On Second Thought, Go Fuck Yourselves, after he admitted to uh, having just literally committed a crime. Uh, and people didn't take that well at all, and uh, he'll be leaving the internet. I've gotten at least one person um, commented on the fact, not publicly, but someone commented to me privately about why I hadn't unfollowed him, especially right after that episode, because I knew everything. I read her statement, I read his statement, um, and the reason I hadn't unfollowed was honestly... First off, a follow I don't believe is an endorsement of the thing anyone says. I'm sure plenty of people follow Trump just to hear what he says. In fact, I don't follow Trump on Twitter, but I feel like I do because people retweet literally everything he says onto my timeline. Um, But I wanted to really know if he was going to, you know, go seek therapy or if there were like criminal charges pressed against him. I wanted wanted to know a little bit past what would happen after, you know, it came out that he had sexually assaulted a woman. Um, and what did come out was him doubling back and, uh, lashing out at his friends who didn't, um, who immediately kind of like threw him under the bus. And I don't want to get too far into it, but it it wasn't what I wanted it to be. It wasn't the, Hey, uh, like I'm, I'm going out to, well, you don't want to reach out to the victim, um, unless they want to talk, but Hey, I'm going to go seek therapy or, um, you know, just, just general updates, but that wasn't the case um, as to what happened. So just to uh, just to kind of clear that up, I don't believe that following someone or liking someone's tweet is necessarily an endorsement of what, what they're saying. In fact, I like a lot of things that I don't agree with just so that I can either talk about it later or reference it or because I haven't fully read it, uh, say I'm like, you know, scrolling through Twitter and I don't have a full time to read, you know, a 12-page article. Um, so I want to save it for later. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree with that person or like that article or endorse any of that. It's just that I want to come back to it later because I very often, especially for this show, go back into my likes and pick things out. Jeez. <laughs> Last week, yeah. I think, we had a motorcycle on my mic. Yeah, and now, now it's on my end. All right. Transitional motorcycle. This is my first time actually hearing about this. I didn't even know about that. About the um, the doubling, uh, the doubling down thing, yeah, yeah, that is truly like if you think of the standard RPG dialogue wheel, this was objectively the worst response. I was hoping I would hear no response or anything better, but it was objectively the worst thing to have said, especially because he admitted it. It's not a he said, she said, it's a she said it, he admitted and admitted to clarify it's like she's right yeah. yeah that is what happened there's no cutting it any different ways um i guess also from last show a little bit more of an update on mixer shutting down no one on mixer gives a fuck anymore dude if you go on mixer right now you see like the featured front page is someone live they're on mixers front page it's the first stream you see and it says Mixer closes July 22nd. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash and their username. No one on Mixer gives a fuck anymore. I could see <laughs> three different Twitch uh, URLs being plugged on live streams. They're just live with blank screens promoting their other socials. Um, without scrolling down, I could see three, which is hilarious. No one <laughs> gives a fuck anymore. And then there's a banner. Facebook Gaming welcomes the Mixer community. I do see a lot of Mixer streamers, actually. A lot of my, a lot of streamers I associate with. They're having decent, if not incredibly successful transitions over to Twitch. Uh, Drifter, for example, had a Mixer exclusive contract. He has more subscribers, 
more concurrent followers and I watch him more now that he's live on Twitch. And actually that's a case for a lot of people who are well-established on YouTube or any other different platform. They're moving from Mixer to Twitch and seeing this just huge success that they weren't seeing on Mixer. And it's not just a boom. It's not just their first stream back. We're two, three weeks out after this news and they're doing quite well. So I'm happy for the content creators. Of course, not really happy about my friends who did work at Mixer and lost their jobs. That really sucks. At other Twitch news, Trump this week, I, I don't actually know why, but he was banned from Twitch, making him the first sitting president to have been banned from Twitch. I, now, I say first because I bet you we're going to be on Early Access Podcast episode 480 when I'm 50 years old. Be like, you know, uh, President Thompson got banned from Twitch. He had a heated gamer moment. <laughs> He's caught playing <laughs> PUBG4 and yelled the N-word. He is it's not, not like the worst timeline where we're still doing the podcast, Twitch is still alive, and gamers are still saying the N-word on the still-existing Battle Royale video game. So, one of the things that kind of ties into last week's topics where we were talking about people being effectively cancelled, and there's a lot we can say about cancel culture, but how long can time pass versus how bad does the thing have to be for, you to, for people to let it go, right? If I... For example, um, murdered someone, you know, that's going to be a little bit different. Ten years later, you should probably still be held accountable for that statute of limitations, all that. But that that's a little bit different if ten years ago, you know, I called someone the N-word. You know, of course, ten years ago, that's still a bad thing to do. But how long do we hold people accountable for things they did? And that's going to be more and more relevant as, you know, the old people... Uh, in power right now, our, our authorities go away, and now we have this huge archive of things people have said in the 2020s when they're running for office in 2030 or 2040, you know? Like, you dig up, oh, in 2010, Nikki said that uh, yeah, he, he called someone a maggot over Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer. You know? How how much time do you get as a person to change versus how much time uh, should we hold people accountable for? One of the things that people were talking about earlier this week was, was it a, is Alinity the cat thrower? I th yes, Alinity is the cat thrower. Alinity is the cat, cat vodka -er. Okay, they're the same person. See, I get them confused. There's so much animal abuse uh, on they, Twitch. Wait, are they the same person? I think, I think I they were. So. Cause I think someone made a joke about that at her, which is what sparked this whole thing. So... Alinity, people are saying, has taken a disproportional amount of heat for animal abuse. Now, I want to make clear, the throwing the cat thing, you can kind of get around. You know, throwing a cat isn't as bad as throwing a puppy or throwing a dog. Uh, right. But the vodka in its mouth is the one that I really like. Okay, now, any adult should have known that that's a bad call. I don't even like vodka that much. Like, giving it to an animal is terrible, terrible behavior. Uh, but people are holding her and harassing her, it seems, disproportionately for this. Uh, it's, she's really being pinned down for it. And it really comes back to the question, how long can we be mad at her for spitting vodka into a cat's mouth? How many times does she have to apologize? How, how much time has to pass? You know, Does she have to go to therapy? Does she have to leave Twitch um, versus the actual offense? I'm of the mind that I think Twitch enforced their rules very poorly. People have been banned for far less. Tfue was banned for, I believe it was a month, for saying raccoon without the ra. He was banned for a month, and it, he, it wasn't anywhere in, in race at a racist context. And I think my big issue with this and the whole situation with spitting vodka in my cat's mouth is Twitch's unfair enforcement of the rules. You know, we've had people been who have been banned longer for drawing slightly lewd, but not, you know, nude uh, images of anime girls in the just chatting section. Like, tons of people do that on Twitch. We've had people banned uh, longer for that than we have had Alinity being punished for quite literally animal abuse. And so how much time I should imagine she wasn't banned for animal abuse. She was banned for nudity. Yeah, um, I believe she of lifted her things. shirt. And, she did. And that flash. She and did. She is the one who gave the flash, but which 
never heard anyone. That was a that couple of days. That gets the ban while the... Yeah, it gave a couple of days, but in the end, like, that's not really... It's against the terms of service, but it's not really hurting anyone or anything. Whereas animal abuse is actually hurting something, someone. Yeah. A living thing. My big problem is with how Twitch enforced it. Because, uh, that should have been is, a much bigger ban, personally. Yeah. I think people are a little bit too focused on her. Uh, uh, it's hard to say. Like, oh, people are too focused on her abusing her animals. Because that is legit. Like, she sat on her cat. There's a clip of it. Of her sitting on the cat. And there's there's that getting no punishment while an, a nip slip. Which, you know, it is in violation of the TOS. So I'm not saying it should go unpunished. But it's the disproportional enforcement of its rules that I have the biggest problem with. Secondary um, is the, of course, literally spitting vodka into a cat's mouth. And also, and, like, the nature yeah. of being a woman streamer on Twitch means that a lot of this abuse is probably not, like, giving her shit for, you know, the, the protection of, like, animals that she's abused. A lot of this is probably just turning into general bullying, which might kind of aimless and really for no other reason than to rile people up. Yeah, bullying because she's a woman and not that because almost, you... Yeah. You know, I mean, you might it, it care about feeds the cat, off but... of, Yeah, it feeds off of that thing, but I'd imagine there's almost certainly, especially for anyone of that size, any streamer of that size is going to face this thing that there's going to be a giant influx of people that are just going to start talking shit about you. Even if they don't really care about the original reason whatsoever. Yeah, uh, they're just the not to get you, you know, any little mis misstep or comment taken out of context. Yeah. And so we actually had Ninja, Ninja called her out. Uh, she... She said something snarky to him, and he said, don't you have a cat to go throw? Or something like that. They actually apologized to each other, um, you know, publicly on Twitter, which I thought was very professional of all parties. Uh, of course, I, I don't know. I don't know how long we can keep her accountable for this. Uh, I'm mainly mad at Twitch for the poor enforcement of their rules. Anyway, speaking of uh, Twitch, Trump getting banned, let's talk about something completely different. Let's talk about the Rona. Right now, uh, I looked up the numbers. Canada has 37.6 million residents. California has 39.5. So we have about 2 million more people in California uh, than Canada has in general. Now, yes. uh, of course, California's, you know, LASF. We have some major, major uh, cities. But Canada had... 106,000 confirmed cases and the numbers as of July 6, 2020 California has had a state total uh, of 277,774 cases with six, about 6.5 thousand deaths. We have had an insane number of people just in our state catching the rona and i thought by now you know we, we were talking in march that we got to be locked up for a month but it's probably going to be longer than that i feel like that's the vibe me and keeler always gave off i legit right now july 7th i was thinking like you know what i can get back i can get back to my life during the summer you know e3 might be canceled but july you know august come august we're good to go i was at walmart the other day and I had to get some furniture uh, for those of you watching live on twitch.tv slash shampoo when we do this podcast at 8 p.m. PDT. Uh, I was getting furniture because I've been reorganizing my office. I realized that not only am I work from home, but I'm also do literally everything from home now. And it's going to be longer than I thought it is. So I really need to like get my office organized with the amount of time I'm spending working and playing games in here. And so I'm going out to get some furniture and some tools and all that. And I'm at Walmart, and within 30 seconds of having walked into that Walmart, this chick, not wearing a mask, is rubbing her eyes. Like, 30 seconds. Uh, there's no line to get into the Walmart. It's packed. There's people everywhere getting all kinds of things. Uh, if, if I had ended up with the Rona, which I don't think it's been 14 days since I've been back from that Walmart, uh, but I feel fine. If I end up getting the Rona, it was from that Walmart. I'm just not going back. Target's much safer. Went out to get groceries yesterday. And it was, it was totally fine. The sheer number of people I see out in public, 
Uh, I went out to get ramen also the other day, and there were two kids walking around with the masks around their neck. Now, I don't really blame the kids because they were probably like six to eight. Uh, I, I can't really blame the kids. I blame that more on the parents for making them run, you know, having them run around without their mask. Kids, kids are filthy anyway. You know, they, they're not washing their hands for 20 seconds unless they're being straight up told to. But the, the data, the fact that this isn't going down, and the fact that I go out in public, the anecdotal evidence of me going out in public and seeing people not behaving, uh, is making me more and more worried that this is going to be. A thing that is going to be here for the rest of the year. I thought by the end of the year I'd be able to go back to the arcade. But now I'm really sitting here and thinking about investing and actually just like, you know, spending the money I would have spent going out and getting dinner and going to the arcade and buying gas and actually just like really upgrading uh, the office here because it is getting it is getting absurd and there's no sign of it slowing down. I legit thought August I'd be back at, you know, wandering around Almost business as usual, but still being cautious. And this is uh, it's just how it's going to be. Really optimistic of you, I want to say. It, it it's it's not what I, I think I anymore. I was the pessimist. I, gotta, I was the pessimist, and I. But even then, <laughs> it's actually worse than what I thought it would be. Yeah, it is. We're not going to be leaving anytime soon. Well, there was something you, I think you tweeted out the other day, Kieler, about us not being able to go to other countries. Yeah, uh, so I was mentioning because obviously a lot of like European countries and Canada has done the same thing and Mexico is kind of doing the same thing that they're closing the borders to Americans and I've seen a lot of like both from like big publications but also from general comments being like oh like it's not that bad just because you know like your typical white American family can't go vacation in Rome or Venice and or do all the other things but there is a lot of people that have like close friends and partners and family around the world and we're kind of going to be locked out of them for an indefinite amount of time even up when like european countries for example start opening up to each other for travel they're still going to be blocking us because we're just fucking up so badly with all of this yeah uh i to go over the numbers, did I? I don't know if I read the numbers out correctly, um, but we have about two million more residents in California than Canada. Canada had one hundred and six thousand confirmed cases. We have mm -hmm. about two million more residents, and California has. I'll pull the number back up: two hundred seventy-eight thousand confirmed cases. Yeah. And, we're, uh, and we're growing. I think it's the big thing is that we're actually increasing. So two hundred seventy-eight thousand versus one hundred six thousand, and we only have two million more people. Uh, it's just it just puts it like, into perspective. They're like bringing people from Southern California to like the Palo Alto Stanford Hospital because they're just running out of room down there. Yeah, it is. It's been crazy. Really scary. I you know it's no secret that I wanted to go back to Japan. I had two work trips planned this year, uh, and then I wanted to go to vacation in Japan. It doesn't even look like spring break next year. I'll be good to go. And meanwhile, I get to no, see all these other countries. Why, I was very skeptical when you were talking about, like... Yeah. Oh, do we go back in spring? And I'm like, uh, I really don't see that happening. And I still really don't see... I see even less happening. I see all these other countries um, opening up. Because I have... A lot of my coworkers don't work in the U.S. I have coworkers from, like, Europe and Australia and Canada. Yeah, and so do all I. over the not, U.S. Not as many. Not as widespread, but there are other coworkers. Yeah. They all get to wander around. Like leaving your house to go out in some countries isn't terrible. Now, of course, uh, you know some European countries. Like I think Sweden might not be doing too well right now, uh, but in a lot of yeah. places, they're doing better. But they were usual. they were always a little kind of ignoring the things. Britain also was. Yeah, uh, like I pay attention to a lot of events in Japan. Asia's a big one though, and like yeah. Korea, they're just kind of just kind of going back. Yeah, there's a like bunch some, of Pokemon some restrictions, events. but they're not like all locked up. I mean, technically we're not locked up either, but we're like intentionally locking ourselves up because we know it's not safe. So we have Pokemon events going on in Japan. We have like Konami's doing Konami's still doing Dance Rush events, which is a Japanese arcade game for those of you guys who don't know. Um, you could play them at round ones here in America. They're still they're doing events because in Japan it's fine. You can go out, and they're probably still being caught. I mean, they wear masks anyway. I mean, to be fair, I would lick a dance rush machine in Japan and feel healthier than if I just walked into a Walmart over here. Yeah, yeah, much less likely to get the Rona over there. Yeah. Licking, 
a day. You know, like, I would if, straight up just go do that. And if you told me go walk into Walmart without a mask, I'd be like, uh, I don't know. It feels a little, feels a little dangerous. That's hilarious because Kuehler sent me a tweet earlier this week. Uh, if you licked a dance rush machine right now in America, it tastes like honey. Some asshole yes. went into, uh, I, I don't know what state it was. I think it was somewhere in the Midwest and just poured honey all over the rhythm games. And I don't yes. know if. Best case scenario, it's a statement to get rhythm game players out of the arcade. Probably. Here's, I was kind of wondering here's the that. Thing. Possibly. I saw a dance rush stream uh, someone was doing in, I believe it was the Midwest. They're doing a dance rush stream. Uh, they set up the cameras on the cab. There's a bunch of random people walking around. It. So, like, you shouldn't be going to the arcade right now. Period. Yeah, please do not go to the arcade. Rhythm game players are going to the arcade to stream dance rush. Uh, he was wearing a mask and uh, hopefully wiping down the buttons and all this stuff. But there were other, like, random people walking around in the background without masks. I, like, why? Like, you have no reason... Like, at least this guy is trying to grind out his his songs for the week, right? You're You're just here for... I don't know, it's like me showing up right now to a fucking yoga class. And I don't even do yoga. Or it's like all those people who, like picked up running like you know what i feel like doing running after they told us to start staying indoors no one should be at the arcade but uh regardless best case scenario pouring honey on the rhythm games is a statement to get people to not go play the rhythm games worst case scenario and occam's razor most likely this is what happened uh some asshole just poured honey all over the place <laughs> yeah because regularly i see and i never saw this in japan pizza slices on the cabs uh, like random children punching the cabs as hard as possible, just, just ruining things for the sake of ruining it. And like, do you have some of these people who are working at these round ones, right? They're paid minimum wage. I know that. Maybe a dollar above minimum wage if they they're in a good position or they've been there for a while. You don't need to make their lives harder. Like they need to make money. Um, these stimulus checks aren't coming in fast enough, and they they kind of need to go to work. That doesn't mean you need to go and give them additional work to do by pouring honey all over the place. What an asshole. Jesus. Let's just let's just not. Don't go to the arcade, and if you go to the arcade, which is already a mistake, do not ruin the machines. We are already in such short supply here in this country. I, and I they have, are all in bad condition. I have been strongly considering... There are people I know with uh, collections of arcade cabinets, and that's not a—it's not a cheap hobby to get into. And it's not also like a very Googleable hobby. And also, also I don't like two aspects of it. It's not a cheap hobby to get into as far as buying the cabinets, and it's not a cheap hobby to get into in the Bay Area as far as having storage. Yeah, and being able to move them around. Yeah, you keep my the like, studio is already out of price for a lot of people, and you can only hold so many there. You need like a lot of space. Yeah, they're not even big for the sake of like, oh, it needs to be big. It needs to but it's big to attract people to go play it. Like, all of these cabinets are run with by a computer that runs literally one game, and that's the game you're playing, a monitor, and, and some buttons. Everything else is extra. The lights, the sounds it makes, uh, the marquee on top. Everything else is extra, and they make it like big and tall and flashy. And that's why they're so expensive. Uh, but, you know, one of the reasons you want them is because you, if you want to practice, you know, for when we go back to arcades and get good at it, then having accurate hardware is one way to do it. But anyway, if, if people would just, if, if we all, like, buckled down and actually stayed indoors and were wearing our masks and didn't, you know, be assholes coughing on cancer patients. I have this video, which we're not going to play, um, but the woman, I'll, I'll read what they said. This woman was berating uh, these poor retail workers. And uh, the person filming, the, the protagonist, I will call her, is a cancer patient, I believe. Uh, I'm going to read her, her little comment here. Basically, what happened was the evil Karen woman was shouting at retail workers, keeping them pinned behind the counter by standing in their way she wanted to return an item that she didn't have with her now i don't know a single store that lets you return an item just with the receipt and not by giving them back the item a lot of stores right now also aren't taking returns because of the rona you don't want to resell something um and have employees touch that item and customers touch that item and cause a big problem anyway 
This comes from Heather on Facebook. Yesterday, I learned firsthand the power of conscious bystanders. It took me 30 seconds to end 15 minutes of aggressive harassment. I'm a mother of 10 and currently a brain tumor patient at uh, Mayo Clinic. Obviously, I don't get out much right now. I think actually she was brain tumor patient, cancer patient. <laughs> Both. You don't need to be coughing on either of these people. Anyway. She says, I had an appointment, so I donned my mask and tucked into a store to escape the heat while I waited for my appointment. Two small children were wandering around for an unintended amount of time. The little guy was doing a potty dance. It became apparent that they belonged to a woman at the register who was becoming increasingly belligerent. She was screaming at, swearing, and insulting and threatening the staff as she demanded to return an item she didn't have with her. Just a photo of the item on her phone. This is verified via video that we're not going to play. The staff were professional and respectful. They couldn't return an item she didn't actually have with her. She continued to rage all while the poor little boy was squirming for the bathroom. Uh, she positioned herself so the clerks couldn't exit the checkout area and screamed that she would stay right there, yelling as loud as she wanted until all their customers left. The uh, person filming stood at a distance, pulled out their phone, and began wordlessly filming. She immediately turned her attention away from the staff to the person filming. Um... I did, she says, I did not speak, react, or engage, simply stood to document the behavior. When bullies are faced with accountability, they must acknowledge the unacceptability of their actions. Within 30 seconds of filming, her triad was done, and she left the poor staff in peace. Um, at the end of the video, she goes up to the woman, um, the protagonist wearing a mask, the Karen not wearing a mask, coughs directly in her face, and storms out with her children. I, every week, every week there's a person... Who does this this week it just so happened to be a karen who coughed on a brain tumor patient uh you know uh, all, all all the best to her whatever gods and powers you believe in i wish her the best um and i i truly hope that she did not get the rona on top of it the person who i saw retweet this out of my timeline um said that in her opinion this is attempted murder i i think i completely agree if you during a global pandemic, close quarters, without a mask, go up and deliberately, clearly, on camera, cough on someone. I think that's attempted murder or manslaughter. I don't know what the law says, but in, in a world where I'm dictator and I get to choose who lives and who dies, uh, this woman gets thrown into my volcano and she is... that That is literally uh, attempted manslaughter. Because I think in some countries right now it can actually be considered something along that line. This is this is like this is biochemical warfare. Is coughing coughing on a person in a threatening manner. She might either one of two things is true. Like this Karen doesn't believe that the Rona is real and she or, or she doesn't give a fuck about getting it and she doesn't give a fuck about giving it to this person. And, and I think that second one is probably more egregious and terrible but also not believing it is real at this point is very ignorant because we've had in california alone i'm gonna bring these stats up again how many deaths have we had in california as of july 6 2020 6448 fatalities and that's recorded i'm sure there's more than that of people dying from it and we're at actually the point of this global pandemic People must be tired of hearing about this, but I want to say this for posterity in case, I don't know, someone's like, Grandpa Nikki, what were the 2020s like? I'm like, ah, it was it was this bad. And they're like, we don't believe you. I'm like, all right, here's some, here's a 45-minute audio clip of me talking about it. The 6,448 fatalities, right? We, we have gotten far enough into, the, into this pandemic to where people have recovered from it. And I've heard... Actually, I know someone in the chat, at least one person in the chat, one regular in the chat has caught Rona and has told me about it. And I know multiple other people, friends of friends. Has he been around since then? Oh, yeah, he's alive. <laughs> he's alive. Okay. He's died. He's died. Okay, yeah, I think he's good. I don't stop by all the time, so I want to make sure like he's okay. The last I checked, he's all right. Um, but I know multiple friends who have friends who have the Rona. And it's gone far enough to where people have recovered. And they've recovered like one or two months ago. Uh, but I know multiple people who are like, I can't get up and walk around the house for five minutes without being winded. And they are recovered from the Rona. Like they're long. That's, you know, if anything scares me, if, you know, not like fucking killing old people because you have a, a literal uh, super virus. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know if super virus is a medical term. 
I don't ever exaggerate. But, I, I don't think it is. All right. Uh, if, by literally having a super virus. Uh, but most scary to me is the fact that I know perfectly healthy people in their 20s and 30s who literally can't walk around for 5, 10. They can't work out. They can't do cardio without 10 minutes later just being completely winded or food not tasting like food anymore because they've lost their sense of smell. They've lost their sense of taste. That might actually be a good thing for me. I'd probably eat less absolute garbage. Uh, but I know lots of people who have recovered from it at this point, either one degree of separation or in some cases zero degrees of separation. And so so I've heard this argument, right? It, it, a lot of people are catching it, but I personally don't know anyone who has caught it. You got to compare it to there are a lot of car accidents who have that have happened, you know. How many people do you know within the past three months who have gotten into a car accident? Of course, a little bit scaled different because we're all staying at home. But a lot, if a lot of people are being affected by it, and you don't necessarily know anyone impacted by it, you, you know, you don't know anyone who's been, you know, who's accidentally hit a deer driving around in the Midwest in the middle of the night. That's apparently something that happens. Anyway, it's. It is uh, super, super terrifying. What else uh, interesting have we not talked about? Uh, speaking of businesses, so Chuck E. Cheese, which I found out, is a uh, Silicon Valley, from where me and Kiel are from, staple. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese was founded in San Jose, and I actually regularly drive by the original Chuck E. Cheese. They have filed for bankruptcy. And, of course, I haven't really been there as a kid. There's Dave and & Buster's and Round 1 and tons of other arcades to go to as an adult uh, that actually have, like, Round 1, for example, has beer and wine. I think Chuck E. Cheese actually eventually pivoted to serving alcohol for adults. Um, Did they really? I never yeah, went there as an adult, so I have no idea. No, 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 I haven't either. But, you know, I prefer to not have children around when I go to the arcade so that's just why kind of one reason why i default to uh going to other places for entertainment to be fair arcade alcohol is not really uh high quality and it's not like they're not serving hard alcohol like i'm pretty sure you can't do shots at any of them which is unfortunate because that's harder to mess up i feel like i'll I'll take a shitty whiskey and i'll be okay but like uh, a bad wine is tasteable to me yeah yeah, we're yeah, both yeah. into I, that. By the way, I know a lot of people don't like it. I I don't like beer. I don't like beer by itself. Like I gotta have a meal if I'm having a beer, and I'm not. I don't. I won't just go to a bar yeah. and be like I'll have I'll have like a two three beers because you're just drinking literal calories. It's disgusting. Not uh, a fan but if of it, beer either. If it pairs with a meal, I'm down. If I'm just drinking it to drink, I would rather. If I'm drinking, I want to get drunk, and beer's not gonna get me drunk fast enough. I'd rather, you know, mix something. Or, or have some soju, but beers, beers not the play for me. Anyway, Chuck E. Cheese is going bankrupt. Uh, the Mercury News, which is, I believe, San Jose's local newspaper, uh, reported on it. If I can actually crack the tab open without Adblock trying to eat me here. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese was created in the early 1980s. Uh... And the one right off of Highway 101 going to San Jose on Tully, which Kular and I passed by. Adblock hates me. We're not reading this article. Uh, it was founded by Atari co-founder and Pong inventor uh, Nolan Adblock. Jesus Christ, San Jose Mercury. No, Nolan Bushnell. Nolan Bushnell. Thanks. Kula, yeah, can you read the article create, for me? He wanted to create a family-friendly place where people could play games and whatnot. Uh, it was on South Winchester Boulevard. Winchester Boulevard is like a very big avenue in San Jose. Uh, Santanero yeah. occupies the site now, but it wasn't long before his concept caught on, and the colorful pizza joints started popping up all over, including uh, f- and introducing families to characters like Jasper T. Jowls, Mr. Munch, and Pasquale the Chef. And of course, the main character, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for entertainment. That, that is I, his full name. That's his full name. I've known that for quite a long time. I have known that also. Uh, I just want to redact something real quick. I want to uh, apologize to Adblock. They were not the issue. Uh, San Jose Mercury News lets you read some articles for free, and then you hit a monthly limit, and then they kick you out. So I assume yeah, that like was... like many publications. All right. Well, fuck you, San Jose Mercury News. Uh, that's dumb, and I don't like that. 
but uh, I, I just went around it by opening it in another browser. So I'm sorry, Adblock. It was not your fault. I, you I, weren't I, even I will on. add from here, Chuck E. Cheese is a San Jose original invention along with Togo sandwiches and Eggo waffles. Ooh. Did not know those two either. One of those things is complete fucking garbage, and one of those <laughs> things is awesome. I <laughs> like I love it. Which staple. one is that for you? Which one is that for you? For me, it's fuck Togo's. Egos are fantastic, dude. Okay. I I've never been a big fan of Togo's, but I'm not exact I don't have any strong opinions towards Eggo waffles, though. So. Dude, I'll I'll eat that shit straight out of the toaster. Like no no syrup, no butter. Eggo waffles are fantastic. Uh, now I don't have the most sophisticated taste, but I oh, will. Uh, I will. I will have me some some Eggo waffles. Anyway, uh, obviously Chuck E. Cheese isn't going uh, all that. They're they're not doing all that well, and they are. Not, it's not their first time filing for bankruptcy, but it is a part of our local culture, I guess. Uh, I did read from someone that. So I'm guilty of this as uh, as a kid, and someone's gonna bring this up when I inevitably uh, run for office. But someone uh, said that on Twitter, they in the 2000s were the guy in the Chucky in like the actual Chucky suit, and so they'd have to walk around and greet the kids. And I would go Chucky e. Cheese quite often as a child, and parents, including mine, would regularly. Uh, encourage their children to punch Chucky. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Is that really a thing? I don't think my yeah. any family member of mine ever encouraged me to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they said, oh, drunk parents would encourage uh, their kids to punch me in the suit, so I'd take punches a lot. And it's not like they could block, like, they're big and bulky, so I'm just, like, whapping them in the stomach, really. And by where I'm, like punching Chucky in the stomach, I'm probably punching towards a real man's nuts just by, like, the scale of the of the rat. And it's already hot in there, so I, I feel bad. Uh, I want to apologize. I don't know who it was in the Chucky suit as a child uh, that I punched in the stomach as a kid, but I absolutely did do that. Uh, and they blamed it on drunk parents. I know for a fact my parents weren't drunk, and I don't know why they encouraged me to do that. Uh, but I did it. And I want to apologize. Uh, I'm sorry I am one of the reasons that Chuck E. Cheese is going bankrupt. Because they probably had to pay those employees more for getting socked in the nuts by children like me. If and, I ever uh, run for some kind of office, I'd like to make it clear I have never done that. Nor has anyone ever, like, encouraged me to do that. And I, I was seven or eight. You know, I, you can, I don't think I had the compass of morality that I do today. And so... If an adult told me to punch a rat playing the banjo, I'd punch the rat playing the banjo. Like, what am I? We're really, am I we're really no? bringing the just following orders for you, beating up an underpaid <laughs> employee dressed as a giant rat named Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> True. I truly was just following orders to punch Charles Entertainment Cheese. In my head, the way this went is I was the only one who punched it. But I know in my heart, I was at a birthday party with a bunch of other friends, and they afterwards, even without instruction from their parents, saw me punch Charles Entertainment Cheese, and they all wanted to follow also. Oh, I just thought of something right now. I have another thing to apologize for shutting down Chuck E. Cheese. So that Chuck E. Cheese specifically uh, in San Jose had a camera, and that camera had like a little stage and kids could like go on and dance. And yes, I remember that. This. Yeah, this would broadcast throughout the entire venue. Like, some TVs would just have, like, that scene and to be the kids in front of the uh, thing dancing. So I thought it was funny to take a napkin and the crayons I was given as a child and write on it um, technical difficulties and, like, color in the, you know, the, the color bars for testing monitors um, on on the screen. And that I would is take... high effort. That is high effort to actually do the color I did bars. The... I, I did that. that. That is very you. I, that is I'm very, sure it wasn't... like... <laughs> This kid went to school for production. I didn't do the blue, white, red calibration. I fucking did like green and like brown or something like that. The, the fact could, that you could still correct yourself now years down the line is even more you. Anyway, um, I, I would tape it onto a chair and then put it in front of that camera. And there would there would be an employee like, I, you know, and then I'd walk out and play games. And there would be an employee every like 30 minutes be like, oh my God, what the? And they would, you know, take this like, 
stack of chairs that I took because it was a stack of chairs in front of the camera that I taped like a technical difficulties napkin on and they'd have to move that out of the way. Um, and it, it got worse and worse. I would just put more and more chairs like someone's moving my technical difficulties sign. So I'd like line the stage with chairs to block them from getting to the initial stack of chairs. And I'd use like the baby booster seats also, and I'd like tip those over. Like, I can't have these employees getting my technical difficulty. I'm just a fucking asshole, dude. There's no reason to do that. But no one stopped me. And I really just ultimately, uh, you know, put a bunch of disorganized chairs all around the stage, and some employee had to pick those up, and they were being paid minimum wage. And then that same employee, I'm sure later on when we sang happy birthday, had to get into a Chuck E outfit before I uh, socked him right in the nuts. And anyway, Chuck E. Cheese is going out of business, and I feel partially responsible. That's all I'm saying. All right, you made ahead. someone's like early adulthood, late teenage years, just really terrible. Oh yeah, that was someone's first job. I mean, they're probably 22 straight out of college. Couldn't <laughs> it's even worse if it was like a 40 year old person who just like. You know, couldn't get any other job. They're oh, they're an immigrant or something. They had a family of five. They're trying to get across the border, That's and there valid. I am. If you, if you gotta, if you gotta work at the Chuck E. Cheese to get some money, I mean, it's valid. Oh no, yeah, I'm not hating on you for that at all. But I'm just saying, I you, was, you just made their lives miserable. I'm I'm here on my high horse talking about how Karen shouldn't be coughing in brain tumor patients' faces, and here I am at eight years old, creating a mess of chairs and and assaulting people it's not even just putting the sign on the camera i feel like that's something i would do it's then like making the obstacles to prevent you from getting from anyone from like getting there and removing the sign see i was stupid enough to not have a moral compass but i was smart enough to realize that someone was moving my sign and if i just put it back they're gonna move it again so we need to escalate you know we need to smear pizza all over the stools so their hands get sticky when they pick it up and walk away to try to clean it. I, didn't, I don't know if I did that. I don't think I did that. I don't think I was that much of an asshole. Because I'd eat the pizza instead. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But Chucky, uh, Chuck E. Cheese, a, a staple of my early childhood going out of business. Alright, I think that's all we have to talk about. There is the uh, like. Twitch had a thing. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, thank you for bringing that one up. Well, this is a short one. Twitch, um, Twitch does these little highlights. If you follow them officially on Twitter, they'll say, for example, highlight a bunch of VR creators, and, the, and they'll put a little tagline <laughs> at the start, and they'll say, "When VR gets real," and then it'll be a bunch of Half-Life Alex gameplay. And they don't even give a fuck about VR, but that's a story for a different day. So, for Pride Month being over, they wanted to release one more Pride Month clip compilation. It's one minutes of LGBT gamers, you know, doing whatever it is putting those clips together and giving them a little bit of promotion and they say like uh um you know they put their channel name under it the little slate before the clips rolled said i want to i want to get this absolutely correct it, it is when the g and lgbtqia plus also stands for gamer or game and that and man. the text like repeats as it scrolls down so i don't think anyone checked this like I, I i truly think the way the and i could be wrong but i think the way the infrastructure works at twitch they have this adobe after effects template formatted for twitter you know in the square four by three or whatever you know a little more square format and they get you know they, they have a guy go get the clips um they have someone else edit it together that person i'm sure has free reign to just put something funny on the opening slate no one checked it the social media manager is like ah fuck it i got eight other things to post today and they put it up there I really don't think it went past anyone there, um, and that it's almost really... certain. It's almost certain they are a San Francisco-based tech company. I mean, who are known for being generally incompetent. So I think that's that's the easiest answer. Is that just no no one who would have objected to this ended up looking at it, which basically means yeah. almost no one looked at it. Yeah, but the little the editor looked at it. He. He um, gave it a good laugh. So the funny thing is they just re-uploaded the whole thing with the slight change, but the internet remembers. And that's yes. where I saw it. And so, I see, that's just distasteful. <laughs> like, But it's funny to me because it's such a Twitch fuck-up. You know, it's kind of like when Emmett Shear gets on stage and says, we're going to take into context every ban. 
And then they banned Tfue for saying raccoon without the ra, you know, in the context of chasing a raccoon man in Fortnite. You know, it's just another one of those Twitch goofs, in my opinion. I I understand how the LGBT community uh, could look at this and say... I think everyone just laughed just, at it, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't think... It's so, it's so absurd, yeah, yeah. too. You know, the whole thing of, like, gamers being oppressed and whatnot, and then now here they are. <laughs> Part of Pride <laughs> Month. The, G, the gamers... LGBT, the G is gamers. If if you could replace one, it would probably be the L, because G already encompasses lesbians also. But I feel like lesbians is the easiest pill to swallow in the LGBT kind of uh, lineup there for someone who doesn't believe in it. The G, the G kind of needs to be there because gay guys aren't lesbians. And gay guys aren't also bi people. So that's that's one of those unchangeable letters. But I also think they, they should have got a vowel in there. I think the A could have been uh, moved forward. So it could... L-A-G. It the been A lag. was added much after and is still it was. often kept out. So Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do I, know uh, people who are part of that. Uh, tw- I do also. We, we both know someone who is... I know someone of every letter. I know several people who are actually asexual, surprising. I know exactly two. Uh, But I lost track. I think I know everyone. I think I know one person of every letter except the Q. Oh, anyway. um, Yeah, that's that was me coming out. That was uh, that was what that story was for. I am apparently the G in LGBT. You you finally joined. You, you can finally say you're one of the letters now. So now I'm I'm oppressed. I'm still yes, cis. Yes, I'm still I I am still more letters than you are, but yeah. Well, see, I not... have one to your name now. See, neither of us are white. I know you guys can't see us, but Kuler and I both are brown. So I got that going for me. I you know my <laughs> my my privilege tent poles were heterosexual and cis, and now I only have cis because I'm the G LGBT. Yo. I just thought of something hilarious. This is probably going to be really insensitive. It'll get me beat the fuck up. In the alternate universe where TwitchCon happens this year, I commission a purple shirt with that opening slate on it and wear it to <laughs> TwitchCon. Do you think that gets the shit beat out of me or do you think everyone laughs with me at how absurd Twitch is? I think it Twitch depends is? on who remembers this one tweet. I think that's mainly going to be a thing. Okay, because my day two shirt would be the tweet um, of Twitch saying, hold us accountable for enforcing our rules. And then on the back of the shirt would be a screenshot of Alinity spinning into her cat's mouth. That would be my day two shirt. If you get the whole, like, G stands for gamer, make sure to bring that to whatever party has the highest amount of staff. Yes, yes. That <laughs> you can access. That you, I'm sure they have, like, a staff party, but obviously you can't get to that one. But whichever has the highest, like, concentration of staff, wear that one. In the event that you might wear, you might see the person who either made that card or was responsible for it. My partner manager um, invited me to a dinner last TwitchCon that I didn't go to, um, and so I would have, I would have worn it there. Maybe uh, you know you you always <laughs> like to think the best of yourself, and I I like to think that I would have the balls to wear that to that dinner. <laughs> but oh god, I'm also a little too professional to wear the G and gamers. Do you call a player unknown at his own event? I mean, I think we've gone past this point. I I don't think I've ever... I I don't know if I've talked about that story often enough. But I literally... quickly. Okay. I went to one of the first player unknowns Battlegrounds events. Um, And it it was actually... You know, I fucking hate that game. It is a terrible game. It's why the Early Access podcast named the Early Access podcast. It's... Early Access... Anyway... So Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was in early access. It was in the earliest of early access. And I had played it a little bit, but the servers are lagging. Cars would teleport all over the place. Cars still teleport all over the place. It's a terrible game. Anyway, I went to one of the first parties. The goodie bags are fantastic. They gave us, like, it was the dead of summer, but they gave us, like, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds umbrellas, which I still have two of. There's, like, no integration with the game whatsoever. Um, they had, like, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds cups, and I think there might have been like a battery charger or something. And they hired like this chicken and waffles guy. They had, it was an open bar and they were mixing like, I don't know what it was, but there's like this blueberry mixed drink that I, sl- I slammed so many of those, dude. Um, Cause they, you know, you know, you ever go to a party and they come in like those little plastic cups. Um, 
And so I'd slam one, ask the bartender for another, slap down a $5 bill. Because um, it was an open bar. You know, tip, tip, tip your bartender, people. And I was wasted by the end of the event. I think there's a picture of me and Nocturnal. I'm leaning, leaning outside of the PUBG, like this signature PUBG green sedan, I, doing finger that. guns. And I am like, I'm not blasted at that point, but I'm a little drunk. Um, there's a picture later on on my computer of me standing in front of the step and repeat. For those of you who don't know what a step and repeat is, it's like the red carpet, like background. It says, player unknowns, battlegrounds, blue hole, all stuff. And I'm fucking wasted, dude. I got Asian glow. Like, I'm red as fuck. I'm gone. I could probably still dig up the picture and um, maybe I'll tweet it out after the episode. Twitter.com slash Shampoo at Shampoo on Twitter. Uh, I'll tweet it out if I find it. But I am blasted in that picture. At the end of the event, Player Unknown comes up on stage and says, Hey, we're closing down the party. Thank you guys all for coming. I really appreciate it. Please remember to support the game on Steam, all that stuff. And he's like on a stage, right? And I walk up to the front of the stage. And I raise my cup. And I yell. And the room can hear me. My voice reverberates through the room. I got a really powerful speaking voice. I don't even have the mic. And it's totally quiet. And I raise my cup and I yell, to the servers! And I slam my drink. May they be fixed. That player unknown goes, yes, yes, and we'll hopefully fix the servers. To this day, the servers still aren't fucking fixed. That didn't do anything. <laughs> but I did that. I did that at his party. It was Brennan Green, player unknown himself. And I say to everyone at the party that I hope the servers are fixed. Uh, anyway, I couldn't have been escorted out of the party by then because it was literally over. So that's the kind of thing I do. Um, I was wasted, but I like to think I'm the kind of man with integrity and that I would speak up for what I believe is true regardless of whether or not I was shit-faced. Uh, so I did that. I... A lot of people found. I, I mean, I hope a lot of people found it funny. Uh, my perception of the, of it wasn't very good. I was wasted. All right. Anyway, that'll do the early access podcast for this week. Check us out on Spotify and iTunes, Twitter.com/slash/shampoo, Twitch.tv/slash/shampoo at 8 p.m. every other Tuesday. Uh, we're doing it every other Tuesday because I'm quarantined and there's like nothing for me to talk about anymore. Check us out on Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, Kula has been here also. We'll see you guys some other time.